This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. This is a download from BBC Asian Network. For more downloads, log on to the BBC Asian Network website. Rajan Pablo. Hello, Bollywood buffs. Welcome to a fun-filled Bollywood podcast with me, Susie Mann. I'm in for Rajan Pablo this week as they are at the Starry Fiesta in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, where the International Indian Film Academy Awards are taking place this weekend. So, do you want the hottest Bollywood gossip and interviews from the biggest Bollywood stars? Well, keep listening. You're in the right place. The big Bollywood release this week is Dil Dharakne Do. So we hear from its director Zoya Akhtar and revisit when one of its stars, Anil Kapoor, spoke to Asian Network's Bobby Friction. But is it worth a watch? Well, we bring you a lady who doesn't hold back. Anupama Chopra tells us exactly what she thought. Anu, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Susie? I'm great. You know what? It's so lovely. I was so excited to... You, I always see you on my TV screen and finally we get to talk as Raj and Pablo. Well, you know, they're, uh, we, here we are hyping the sunshine here, but yeah, they're, they're in Malaysia. All right, I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> they're having more fun than us, basically. No, no. Us girls have all the fun. You know what it's like. I know. Right. Then last week, I heard that you had slightly aged due to a certain film, Anu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that you got your youthful looks back courtesy of DDD. So we know Zoya Akhtar's penchant for churning out, you know, these incredible stories of urban relationships seem to work all the time. Does Dil Dragnedo live up to the hype and the star value, first of all? Uh, yes, it does. <clears throat> I have to warn you, though, that you have to uh, manage your expectations. Right. Uh, don't go in thinking this is the most spectacular thing you're going to see um, this year or, uh, you know, that it's going to be the most incredible experience. In fact, the first half of it, I have to warn you, is um, sort of just dramatically inert. You know, it's all set up. It's all about who these characters are and what is going on. And they're all on the ship. And frankly, not much happens. And um, when not much happens in a setting which is so visually dazzling, it can become a little alienating. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to know that that first half is going to sort of make you a little restless. Uh, but then just before interval, you know, it all starts to kick in. And once the film gains momentum, it will make you care for these people. You know, this this family, the Mehras, I mean, they're, they're dysfunctional like most families. But, you know, they're dysfunctional in that very uniquely Indian way. So they're obsessed about about, with status, with no kya kahenge. Uh, you know, even though their own marriage is miserable, the parents are always sniping at each other, but they won't, uh, they're completely shattered when the daughter of Priyanka Chopra says that uh, I want a divorce. They're like, nahi, mera khanan me kabhi na divorce hua hai na hoga. You know, so... <laughs> Overdramatic. Yeah, sounds great. Well, I'm glad that uh, they managed to keep you hooked just before interval so that you're guaranteed to actually come back for the second half. That's always good news. It is, it is. And I, I, you do get emotionally invested in them. You know, I've heard a lot of people sniping about, oh, well, it's, it's all sort of first world problems. And, uh, you know, this is like the smallest violin in the world that you're on a cruise in the Mediterranean and you're, you know, emotionally uh, stressed. But 
the truth is, if, if it connects with you, then it does. It doesn't matter that it's a story about rich people. You know, I don't think people should be dismissive only because it's about rich people. Mm. And I think it's probably quite inspiring in the message it's trying to give out that despite you being so rich, you, you never kind of have it all. But Anu, what about, could the music have been better? I mean, I think some of the songs are just trying way too hard, but does it all fall together nicely in the movie? They do fall together nicely, but yes, I agree. I think there's nothing that just is instantly grabbing. You know, all, all of it comes together nicely. And, and of course, because it's, uh, like I said, visually so dazzling, you know, the locations, the costumes, the mm. hairstyles, my God, even the damn cushions. You know, at one point, I was like looking at the decor. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know, we understand that you're moving home. You're getting some ideas, aren't you, Anu? <laughs> Absolutely. I was just looking at this Mehra house and I was like, wow, they've got a good interior person. <laughs> <laughs> so is it going to do the 150 crore plus as the makers are expecting? Because it is a very expensive film, isn't it? You know, honestly, I have no idea. I have never... I, I've always constantly been sort of very removed from the box office. And in fact, there was a distributor who, who used to tell me that I know film's going to succeed when you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like the worst person to predict box office. But for me, it, it's a worthwhile journey to take. Uh, yeah, and, and But like I said, you know, keep your expectations at, uh, not at a minimum, but at, at an average or above average. Don't go in expecting the most. Yeah, then you won't be let down by the sounds of it. OK, well, we I guess we'll have to wait and see whether it's going to cruise at the box office, and that's enough of my puns. But, uh, Anu, what about <laughs> what about the um, this dog? I'm hearing loads about Pluto. Oh, he's lovely. The oh. dog is absolutely There's a talking lovely. dog in the film, by the way, yeah. Indeed, and, and you know, who he's voiced by, Amir Khan, so my God. Um, <laughs> but, but I have to tell you that... Um, for me, I thought the voiceover was just used too much. Uh, you know, it, it, he, at, at some points, you know, you're just like, okay, Pluto, we got it. You don't need to explain this. Uh, you know, so I, I think that that what starts out being fun and, and sort of uh, quirky uh, does become overused by the end of the film. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think that could probably go well. Pique bana Pluto. I think that's what we're going to stick out there. <laughs> but Anu, uh, does it just uh, finally? I want to know. Obviously, with the cruise market, does it? In your opinion, did it make cruises quite sexier? Do you think young people will start booking them now, thanks to this film? Absolutely. Yeah. You know what, what Zoya did for Spain with Zindagi Na Milegi Dobara? I suspect uh, she's going to do for cruises <laughs> with this one. Lovely. And finally, Anu, how many stars are you going to give it out of five? Three and a half out of five. Not bad, not bad at all. Wow, three and a half stars out of five from Anupama Chopra. Now, that's a lady who's not easily impressed. So clearly, they've done something right. That's what our film critic made out of it. But what about its director, Zoya Akhtar? We heard her thoughts on casting, managing talent and her brother, Farhan Akhtar. Well, this weekend, Dil Dhrakne Do is the big ensemble cast of that movie. And it's directed by Zoya Akhtar, who you probably remember. She gave us, you know, the critically acclaimed Luck by Chance and, of course, a super hit, Zindagi Na Milegi Dubara. She also directed a segment in Bombay Talkies. Uh, and she caught up with us on the BBC Asian Network this week. And first of all, she talks about the casting because as we look at it and we look at a stellar cast. But she does confess that she didn't get her first choices. Because I've never, ever done a film where I got my first cast. So for me, it's part and parcel of uh, movie making. And uh, the point is, you need to have actors. So I mean, even before I step out, 
because I have three options for every. Yeah, I always do because I'm just like, I have never ever approached somebody and they said yes immediately. It's never happened, you know. Uh, it's so uh, I, I'm fine with that. I don't. I don't really. Yeah, you feel like if you really set your heart on someone, you can feel bad. But I mean, for me, it lasts half an hour. I'm really thick-skinned. I'm just like, okay, I just need to move on, and that's it. Because that's been that's been part of my career. This experience has been part of my career. So beyond the point, it's you know, it's how it goes. It really bother me, and I feel like it. They're actors, and if they get on your journey, and it always weirdly pans out for the best. You just feel like I was taken care of, and these people were meant to be in my film, and uh, it just works out for the best. So you you have to believe that. So looking at the star cast, I mean, some big names in this movie. Dil Dragnedo, Anil Kapoor, Shafali Shah, you got Priyanka Chopra, Ranveer Singh, Anushka Sharma. The list practically goes on and on. But how does Zoya handle such big personalities all in one go? You know, I I mean, I am a people's person. I, I, I like people. I get along with people. I really, I mean, I really love actors. I love good actors. I love working with them. I love co-creating characters with them. So they know, they all know that they're very important to the film and to me. Uh, also, I have found that when you have an on-song cast, uh, uh, the, the, they don't come in there being starry film stars. It, it, you know, it, it starts when you start workshopping and you start reading, it becomes a bit like theater. You know, the, they, they all get very easy with each other and they start... Uh, they start, they get comfortable, you know, and they start enjoying the process in a very different manner. They're very supportive of their co-actors. Uh, they also, everyone, everyone's good, you know, because you're a bunch of people and everyone's trying to make the best film possible. And that energy feeds, you know, it just propels it, propels be, good behavior forward. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very little for me to do when I have more actors, actually. That's nice to know. They all get on like one big happy family. And finally, of course, she does talk about her brother, Farhan Akhtar, as we all know. He's also a director and actor and these days also a, a singer. I love him as an actor. I just love him as an actor. You know, I said uh, he he is part of my scripting process because we and me write scripts. They always go to him. Uh, from the germ of the idea, he bound, he's my bouncing board. He also writes the dialogue of my film. So he's very involved in the process in itself. He's the producer of the movie, so he's involved in the casting. You know what I mean? So he's, he's there. So for me, actually, I have to do the least amount of work with him on set as an actor because he knows me and he knows the film so well by the time he gets on to set. So those are just some snippets from Zoya Akhtar, who is the director of Dil Dragnedo. Our showbiz and entertainment reporter Haroon Rashid caught up with her this week and you can catch the whole interview next week. And Asian Network's very own Bobby Friction from The Big Desi Show got the chance to speak to Anil Kapoor and it was hilarious. If you missed it, you can still listen back on BBC iPlayer but here's some of the best bits. So, uh, Anilji, let's just jump straight into it. Dil Dilakhanidor, um, you know, you're part of the movie, you're playing a dad to Priyanka Chopra. In days gone by, you would have been her main love interest and now you're playing a father. Are you properly happy with that under, inside? I, it's, you, you see, an actor is an actor. Matter of fact, I'm looking forward to being the father of Amitabh Bachchan <laughs> and Wahida Rahman. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to. Playing uh, Mr. Bachchan's and Vaidya Ravan's father, you know, 
So that's my next step. Well, Bollywood is a surreal place. You definitely uh, can do anything you yeah, can. Because you see, uh, you know, this is, you know, it's it's always the part which excites me. You know, it might be grandfather to anybody or great grandfather. It's always the part. And being the patriarch, it's you know, it's not just a father's role. It's a, he's the patriarch of the family. He's dominating. He's sexy. He's handsome. He has a great business empire. He's a billionaire. You know, he has. A, he drinks. He smokes. He's married, but he has women on the side. What else would I want in life? <laughs> it sounds like a dream role. I love this. <laughs> what a patriarch! He's sexy. He's terrific. He's got, you know, he's got salt and pepper, George Clooney kind of look. You know, and when he walks, takes his entire friends and family on a, on a cruise. Says, Come on, brothers, friends. Come on, let's have a great time on the cruise. He's a manipulator. He's a scheme. He's a schemer. Well, these these characters sometimes I feel are the the more rounded, more real characters sometimes compared to the heroes absolutely. and heroines. He's, absolutely, he's the he's the lead. It's like you know, uh, Brando did in Godfather, played father to Al Pacino and James Caan. And if you remember, these are these are patriarchs, you know, and great roles. And John Daniel Day Lewis played in the name of the father, you know, if you remember that film. You know, these are roles which are which are you know remembered for years and years to come. And Vidata, Kumar, Shakti, when he played Amitabh Bachchan's father. So I'm very very excited and very, very happy and after being in just 38 years. You don't expect me to play Priyanka Chopra's son. <laughs> of course. Good point. Good point. You know, it would have been foolish of me to, okay, let me play Priyanka Chopra's son. Well, well, let's talk about the rest of them. So you're playing this uh, amazing, you know, the the, 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 the big dog in, in in the movie. You've got other yes. people like uh, Shafali Shah, Runveer Singh, Priyanka. He's a bulldog. The... He's a bulldog. Oh. All the... <laughs> The Win- Winston Churchill for a modern era. Yes, 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 absolutely, Winston Churchill. But a sexy Winston Churchill was not as sexy as Kamal Mera. So that's the name of your character, character, a very sexy Kamal Mera. Kamal Mera, a very sexy Indian sexy. billionaire top wow. dog. Let's talk about Zoya Akhtar quickly, because you know she's recognised as a as a director who's you know moving outside the usual kind of uh, uh, filmmaking. Uh... The kind of films she has done, the films released in UK, were huge, huge successful films, especially Dil Apna, Zindagi Na Mil Dubara. You know, when I saw the film, I was so so, I just completely was pulled by her, you know, her aesthetics, her direction, kind of performances she took out from. Faran and loved the film. Immediately I picked up the phone and called her up. I said, Soya, you are international. You, you know, I, I, I feel you are one of the best filmmakers India has ever produced. Absolutely a phenomenal director. And I think Dilda Ragnar, though, fingers crossed, people are going to, you know, agree with what I'm saying. I mean, what's her, what's her actual style like? Is she, is she a, a dictator on set? Is she an, art, not all, not an artistic person? Is she surreal? No, I'm just trying to work out what no, kind of director she is. Very, very different. She knows what she wants. That's the best way to say it. But of course, she's open to anybody who comes up with something better than what she's really thought. She doesn't have that kind of ego to say no. Just because she's thought about it, that she's not going to accept what I or anybody, or Farhan or Ranveer or Priyank comes out with. She's very, very open that way. So, you know, all confident and good, great directors like Danny Boyle, they're always open. Well, how would you... I mean, you mentioned Danny Boyle, who is a phenomenal director and just, a, I would say, a true artist, right down to his bone marrow. Uh, if we think about people like Yash Chopra, uh, Subhash Ghai, uh, that's another you know, type of director in another style of, of uh, cinema in the world. How would you compare it to the, the greats like Yash Chopra and Subhash Ghai? I don't like comparing. Everybody has his own niche. Everybody has his own path. 
you, you talked about phoning Zoya after you saw Zindagi Namiligi Dabara and telling her that she was an amazing director. Have you, is this you now? Are you quite literally sitting in a massive palatial house in, in Mumbai thinking, I'm going to phone this person. I'm going to tell them how good they are. I want to work with this person. Are you, are you running things literally like a godfather behind all, everything else? No, no, it's, this, this has to be, these things you don't plan. You don't, you know, godfather and all, they, they plan things. This is from the heart. There's no agenda in God. It's, it's you like something, you appreciate it. You, you appreciate art, you do it with your heart. There's no mind involved. So that's what's on the Bollywood silver screen for you to catch. But what about the latest parties and happenings in Mumbai? It's Salil Acharya who's been going to the hottest parties just for you and giving us some real exclusives. Salil, welcome. How are you? Very good, thank you. Yes, your boys are there in Haifa and I'm here in Mumbai. So we're going to give you everything that you need to know. And yeah, I'm here in London. Yeah, my, my invite got lost in the post. You know how it is. <laughs> so, Salil, uh, first of all, let's start with uh, Mr. Karan Johar then, who does a lot of tweetage, and uh, he pretty much loves every film. Wow, they're doing something right for him. Well, actually, you know, he's actually given a clarification tweet because somebody's asked him, you seem to say good things about every single film all the time. And, you know, Karan's not exactly that kind of a person. He's got a very big sarcastic wit about him. Mm. And he actually tweeted and said... My tweets are no reflection of how the film is. I'm obligated, in his words, right. I'm obligated to say good things about each film. And once he gave that out as a tweet, everyone started wondering which film he was talking about. Because off late, only Bill Direkhnado was released. Uh-huh. But then eventually, I went and found out it was about Bombay Velvet, to which he actually said some really good things because his friendship with Anurag Kashyap was actually increasing. But he actually didn't like the movie at all. And that's the reason why now he feels very, how should I say part of, uh, you know, like an obligation squad that has to say good things about every film, which I don't think is required. I think if you don't want to tweet about a film, don't tweet. Mm, don't say anything at all. Support. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Pre- well. Precisely, precisely. It's good to know he's not on commission then for those tweets. <laughs> that always helps. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, while we are talking about Dil Dharakne Do then, uh, Shruti Hassan's new boyfriend is in it. Now, there's somebody who stuck out for me, apart from obviously it's a great star cast, but it's not Vikrant, is it by any chance, Alil? Yes. Oh, no. Listen, He's taken all my days. There are, only five, there are only five people that know about this. And I happen to know by mistake. Because oh. I bumped into them. Now, Vikrant and me have known each other a long time because we played cricket together. He will kill me if he knows that I've told you this. But yes, he's her new boyfriend. And Amir Khan is very impressed with him. Oh. And apparently they might be doing a film with him. Wow, he's definitely got the looks. I mean, I, I spotted him. I haven't even seen the film. I just saw the trailer and he stuck out for me. <laughs> good on her. Oh, it's a shame he's taken there, but all the good ones are, aren't they, Salil? Um, now, Amitabh Bachchan um, is, uh, you know, somebody's upset. Amitabh Bachchan, and it's uh, apparently Deepika Padukone. How did that happen? So the whole thing started. It's a, it's a longish story, let me tell you. It all started with a success bash of people, which uh, Amitabh Bachchan was not invited for. And so I said the tongue's wagging because Amitabh Bachchan was sitting in his house. And, you know, he actually gave a bite to a press reporter saying, I wasn't invited, so I didn't come. So he wasn't mincing words as well. And then apparently, after doing a lot of digging, I did find out that uh, the two of them were in a huge cold war because Deepika Padukone went around town saying that Deepika was a success because of me. And that's the reason why Amitabh Bachchan actually did a second wave of promotions and interviews with a number of leading channels and a number of single people. We'd actually seen more on Amitabh in the last two weeks than we'd ever seen because of this. It was to show the world that I will not be taking it lying down. 
And if I'm equally part of a film's success, just because I don't party and just because I'm not seen at social events or do's, does not mean that I'm going to take the flying. And that's the reason why, in his first public show, and uh, of, of, how should I say this, defiance, he's mm. come out and spoken about things that he's never spoken about for 30 years. Things like his election, things like certain stands in his life. And he's been very open with a number of interviews. So now I hear that the has actually gone and said sorry to him. And he's uh, forgiven, but not forgotten. Mm, that's very out of character. It's not like Deepika, well, the Deepika we think we know, but uh, at least they have patched up. That's the good news. Yeah, I've heard a lot of interviews yeah. of him. I think it's time for him to set the record state, uh, straight of many things. And uh, finally, another very popular lady whose success is clearly getting to her head. Um, her tantrums are getting bigger and bolder. Yep, Kangana. There's only one girl these days who's been called the Queen of Bollywood. They say the three Khans, Khans and then her... Salman Khan is working with her. At least he wants to. But look at this. Four years ago, she was waiting one hour outside the door at Aifa to say hello to Salman. And today, Salman Khan is chasing her for dates. But she's now got a new clause in her contract, and this is straight from one of her managers, Uh that she will be sitting on the final edit of the film. And only when she gives an okay to the edit, only then the film will be released. Otherwise, she's ready to put an injunction on the film and stop it. Now, this has never happened before. We'd heard about edits by Akshay Kumar and Shahid Kapoor and Amir Khan, but never an actress. Apparently now, Kangana will be sitting on the edits of the film. Wow, that's very interesting. So, so she's clearly not happy about some of the editing work then done on her recent releases. Is that the case? Uh, I don't know just about this. I think she wants to protect her image for the future. Mm. Uh, the name, there's a funny the old film that is coming out, I Love New Year, which is releasing next month which is four years too late and, you know, they take advantage of the Kangana fever. And I I think in a way, certainly, uh, she shouldn't have put in the clause. I think in a certain way, it's right. She should protect her image, like how all the big stars do. Every single actor, except Salman Khan, all the big levels, they all do sit and see the final product and give their changes. But we've never had an actress do that. So now that Kangana is doing this, maybe there's a big shift in uh, the sexual equality in Bollywood, as I call it. Well, certainly going to be keeping a lot of solicitors busy if all the other actors decide to put in such clauses as well, um, Salil. Uh, thank you ever so much for the update. And <clears throat> I'm sure you're hearing loads from IFA as well. Sadly, you and I couldn't be there, but you are so loyal to catch up with us on the BBC Asia Network and give us the very latest. So thank you very much. And those are Salil's views. We'll catch up soon, buddy. That's it from me for this week. Remember, Raj and Pablo are going to be back with you next Saturday from 10am. If you missed anything, it's all available online at bbc.co.uk slash Asian Network. Thank you for downloading from BBC Asian Network. For more downloads, including Tommy Sandu's Best Bits, the official Asian download chart and Asian Network reports, log on to the BBC Asian Network website.